Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew. Jerry, Eddie, and Bob wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, welcome back. It is the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast. Uh, Sooners uh, go to West Virginia, go to Morgantown, and uh, lose it 23-20 in uh, shocking fashion uh, to everyone that watched. And uh, we now bring in Eddie Radosevich, who is in route back to Pittsburgh where he's going to fly out in the morning. We do not have an Eskridge Lexus plane, but uh, we're hoping, you know, crossing our fingers, maybe uh, you'll buy enough Lexuses that they'll let us use a private plane someday, maybe. Uh, so anyway, we welcome in Eddie. And Eddie, what just a uh, horrific day, I imagine, of shooting. Uh, just I know a lot of people don't see it on TV, but I could tell it was just awful. Yeah, it was miserable. It was uh, it was absolutely miserable. I think it's been raining 95% of the time since we got to uh, – Pittsburgh on Friday and uh you know the way that Oklahoma played today and the way that that performance unfolded this afternoon was kind of the icing on the cake it was uh it it rained the entire time basically it was cold it got colder throughout the game and yeah it was just a 10 out of 10 miserable experience and uh (laughs) it was you know kind of like this season it's a 10 out of 10 misery yeah, and like this, this is the fifth time that we've done a post-game podcast where we're having to talk about this bullshit. And I mean, it just it it seems like, and I know we've said this before. It's like every time that you think it's gotten okay, this is as bad as it can possibly get. They find a new depth of just awful. It's it's truly embarrassing. Do we not just give up at this point? I mean, are we just are we the idiots for even caring or? Uh, I mean, we have to. We we have a lot of subscribers that pay us to do this, but uh, it is almost like shame on us for even expecting yeah. something positive to happen. Well, and especially when you're talking about discipline of a football team that just isn't there. I mean, they are the most undisciplined football team that Oklahoma's put out on the field in a long time. I mean, and I know that they were undisciplined. It's been it's been a problem within the program for a couple years, but. They, they're taking it to a new level, and it just it seems like I don't know if it's the coaches. I don't know if it's the players. Like, I think it's everything. It, it's, it's coaches and players, and I thought, you know, today particularly, I thought Brent Venables and that staff made some absolutely awful decisions. Yeah, I really, uh, I, I really thought that this was the first game, and, and you know how I felt last week. I put it on the players. I said that they crater mentally. 
uh, when bad things happen. Today was the really pretty much the first day where I thought, wow, this coaching staff really made some some just terrible decisions throughout. Yeah, they were awful. I, I thought the decision to kick the field goal with 6-24 left was absolutely abysmal. I, I thought it was asinine. Uh, and, you know, I, Zach Schmidt put a good strike on the ball, didn't go through, but like with the conditions and everything that were out there today, uh, and then the fact that you don't even get the ball back, like you can't get off the yeah. field, they just run out the clock. It just, it's embarrassing. And, you know, it's been a problem for this team, you know, basically all season, not being able to get off of the field on important downs defensively. And that happened yet again today. It was just absolutely, uh, it was awful. I, I can't remember a more awful top to bottom performance by an Oklahoma football team in a long time. And I think it kind of set, it sinks in a little bit more when you realize that's not a good West Virginia team. And they had a backup quarterback that had run for 90 yards, uh, came in and he basically was untackable at times. It was just, it, I don't know. It, it's frustrating to a certain extent. Uh, you know, I, we've talked time and time again on the unofficial 40. We've talked about it here on the postgame podcast about the talent level in Norman right now. They just don't have guys that are good enough to make plays. And when you're in position, you got to be able to make some plays and they can't do it. It's well, it's it's really kind of awkward. There There is zero killer instinct involved with this football team, whether it's offensively or de- defensively. Uh, you know, Eric Gray is about the only body, only person you can say that about. Uh, but you look at Dylan Gabriel, you look at Marvin Mims. I mean, the big drops that Marvin Mims continues to have. Uh, and I know he ended up, you know, having a touchdown catch later on after he figured out his glove situation. But that's another thing. It's like attention to detail. Uh, how do you know that, you know, you, you're wearing the wrong gloves on a day like that uh, to where the ball's going to just bounce right out of your hands? Like they were talking about that on the broadcast about how West Virginia, were they? They, their players knew which gloves to wear. And Oklahoma was wearing the, the modern gloves that got more slick as it got wet. And anyway, but like it's just defensively, I mean, there were some good things that happened, and then Garrett Green comes into the game, and it's like the entire game plan falls apart. I mean, they were shutting out West Virginia. They were playing really well defensively in the first half, not getting any help from the offense even, and then all of a sudden you get some you get some uh, prosperity, and the defense just lets West Virginia go right down the field uh, with Garrett Green and score before the half. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, too, because once once something goes bad, and we talked about this before, like I feel like this is a very repetitive process. When something goes bad, they do not respond well. And the, you know, adverse situations, they just basically crater. And, you know, you, you that's a perfect example of what you were just talking about. Like the first half, you finally get a 10 nothing lead. You feel pretty good about everything going into halftime. And then you give up a big kick return. Like, yeah. it just it, it all compounds return. on top of itself. And then, you know, next thing you know, three plays later, West Virginia's in the end zone. So, it's – And by uh, the way, on that kick return, you could tell, like, half the team just wasn't doing their job. It was just like – they just thought, yeah. okay, uh, everything's going well. We're doing this. We can do this. We don't have to really, you know, play our assignments or make sure that we're in the right spaces on this kickoff. And an entire half of a field gets folded into the middle and opens up this huge gap on the right side. The guy just runs right through it. Like, it's just like they just quit. They quit playing because they're like, well, we're up 10 nothing. It's almost half time. I'll put the. Uh, Go ahead, Eddie. I'm sorry. I'll put the clip 
Oh no, I'll I'll put the kickoff clip on uh, the board in the back in the pod uh, thread because the right side of that uh, unit just complete. There was nobody there. Right. Like I thought he was going to turn it all blocked. the way. They there all was got literally into nobody the... there. Everybody. They just all got blocked into the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah, and there there's just I mean it's just little things like the details for and again it's like. I thought that that was going to be the one thing. If you were talking about a Brent Venables-led team, that was the one thing you were not going to have to worry about was discipline and doing the little things right. And as much as they talk about it, and, you know, we go back to the unofficial 40 uh, conversation we had this past week with Danny Stutzman. It's like one inch or one foot, it matters. Yeah. And I I just don't know if they, like, I do they, do they not get it, like, is it not embarrassing enough to go out there and just and get beat by a three and six football team today? Like, I don't know. I will say this: the light's going to come. On. It's not going to come on this year. I mean, this whole season's. Yeah, I mean, I will say this: like, I I sat there and I make sure, like, before we do the podcast, you're putting up uh, videos, and I'm I'm making sure I'm watching them to see what everybody said, and it literally got to the point. Like, I watched Brent Venables press conference. He's very concerned. I mean, he's you can tell he's been kicked in the nuts for 40 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever. Uh, you know, he's not happy. And then you get to the players, and it's just player after player after player. And it's just, to me, it's an overall attitude of, yeah, things didn't really go our way this way. We need to get back in the lab and kind of discuss it and see where we can get better. And it's like, are you ever going to take this personally? Are you ever going to get pissed no, off about I- this? Are you ever going to admit that this isn't, good enough not just for you but for the fans and for everyone i mean for for everyone for for the, for your family like this isn't good enough like when are you going to just like show people like we care because i don't see that and i know that everybody's coached up but my god i mean show you can show that you care and that you're pissed off and that this isn't good enough without you know just going on a rant I mean, I want somebody to go on yeah. a rant. I want a player to go on a rant. People ask us, like, well, you go to the press conference and you ask all these accusatory questions, like, fine, but I want a player to come out and 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 be pissed off and and blame people and point fingers and 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 and, and yeah. blame themselves. Yeah, and I, you know, it's like I don't think it's the biggest thing in the world. Like, it's it's, and I hate to even call the guy out, but like, walking off the field after the game. And like one game, Morris is just like laughing with people. And it's like, I mean, what's funny right now? You guys just got embarrassed. I just, I don't know. It's yeah, kind like of that's not the scene. That's not like the scene in Fever Pitch where you're mad because Johnny Damon is laughing and eating dinner after they lost. Like you literally are on the field laughing after you just had one of the most embarrassing losses of the season to a three and five team coming into this. Yeah. And I just it it's it feels like it's going the completely opposite direction. And for, you know, as much as Brent can stand up at the podium and talk about finishing the right way and and worrying about the little things and taking care of the things that they can control. It just seems like nobody's doing that. Nobody gives a shit, it seems. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm willing to start calling people out for just not giving a shit. And you know what? If you don't give a shit, you don't need to be here. No, and I just, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't, if today's not the rock bottom of the season, 
And then that's including being shut out at the Cotton Bowl. I don't know what is like I and and there's there's some manner that today was way worse than the Cotton Bowl. It, it just was. I mean, I look, I to me, it's just it's the same old stuff. I mean, it is a team that has no backbone, uh, that has no killer instinct, that uh, has no attention to detail, that they don't really care. Uh, and they're not really here to be champions. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know many people, like, I hate to say this because he had such a great game, but Eric Gray seemed to be really happy in his performance today. Like, yeah, I know he says the right things. It's like, well, you know, it's a, it only loss. But like, there are so many individuals on this team. And I think it's been fostered by the former staff that people are here to get theirs. Uh, and I don't really feel a collection of players. I don't feel a team. I feel a lot of guys that, you know, it's just like the, the, the Ryan Broyles, or the Ryan Broyles, the Justin Broyles stuff today. Um, everybody was very, you know, bothered by it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it hurt them to see him go down. Uh, but at the same time, like all these guys are talking about other things that it just seems like it's deflecting. Like they're like, yeah, it's another bad day, but we'll get it fixed out. You're five and five. You might not go to a bowl because I don't think you can beat Oklahoma State or Texas Tech at this point on the road. No, and that and that's the thing. It's like I they don't take it personally. I it and it's it's kind of I don't know. It's frustrating, I guess, in a way, just to see the like complete collapse that they are going through right now. And I, you know, it's like the first quarter as. You know, they, that offensively, it was just absolutely abysmal. And I'm walking down to the other end, changing end zones, and talking to somebody that had been on the sidelines for the first quarter. And, you know, he basically said, there's a lot of fighting going on right now. And it's just like, God, is this is this what this is? Is this what this thing is? I, it just, I don't know, man. It 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 is so flat out embarrassing inexcusable the way that they're playing football right now uh and to know that like a lot of these guys were on you know not a lot of these guys but there were there were some guys on this team last year that somehow found a way to get to nine and oh at one point it's hard to justify how quickly this thing has kind of fallen apart on them and you know i not again it's like I, here we are again talking about another oklahoma loss where i'm going to say that i still believe that <laughs> uh brent can do this but god damn like it is headed in a really, really bad direction. And, you know, I'm sure that we'll talk about it on the unofficial 40 this week as far as, you know, what the, you know, recruiting fallout's going to be. I think that, you know, We're everybody getting... feels like there's going to be some more defections. It just, it is so bad right now that it's hard to justify. And, and, and when the decommits do come, it's going to be at a point, Carrie, where, you know, we talked about this earlier that it's kind of like you're going to have to just shrug your shoulders and go, yeah. I can understand that. Why would you sign up to play for this shit right now? Yeah, I mean, it's the, that. here's the problem. I mean, we, I always said, like, there's nothing to worry about until defections start happening. This recruiting class falls apart. We're on the verge of that right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, and I'll say this: I mean, I'm not the recruiting guy at the site, but I'll, I'll give Donnie Hazelwood a, a shout out. He DM'd Josh and I, and he said, "Hey, I just noticed that." Uh, PJ Adebore, uh has started following Ohio State recruiting reporters. So, like <laughs> Josh just said, just on Wednesday that that was the most important guy that could make an impact right away. If you lose PJ, like this thing is going south. Like, yeah, it like if that happens, then like, look, I don't think Brent's in trouble. I don't think he should be in trouble. He's got to have a year. But if you start having this class fall apart on you, then I mean. What's left if you're Brent? You're not co- you're not you're not able to get this team to play well, to play disciplined, to 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 even line up correctly, and then all of a sudden you start losing the recruiting class. Like you're staring at potentially a black hole that you're going to put this program in if it doesn't get turned around. So, uh, I mean, there's way more that has to happen before that. I mean, you have to miss out on a bunch of guys in the portal and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, you're now. I mean, you're five and five. You literally are staring at five and seven in the face, not going to a bowl game, losing a bunch of your recruiting class. Like you're headed towards off-season crisis at this point. <laughs> I mean, it, it's incredible. And everything that they're doing right now on the football field, you draw back to 1998. Like it, they're going to finish under 500 for the first time since 1998 in conference play. It's just so, so bad. And t- today was – Kind of the, the cherry on top of everything. Like, it is a abysmal, pathetic, awful performance. It just, there's no way around it. And, you know, today was the first day that I think you can sit back and you go, yeah, there were some asinine coaching decisions. There were some just awful individual performances. It was terrible. And, you know, I, I think the fan base now is at a point where they're angry like they have they've officially if you weren't there yet today got you there with the way that they played and you know i with spencer sanders back in next week and then obviously a trip to lubbock on the horizon uh, five and seven's a very 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 real possibility and if that's how that goes after you spent you know basically a week talking about you know you're five and four if you can get to eight and four uh, you know, finish the right way. You can build some momentum into the off season. It just seems like it is so far away from uh, that becoming a reality. And obviously, you know, it's not going to happen now with today's loss, but it just, I don't know. It, I, I, I don't know where to begin in describing the, I guess it would be disappointment in just how undisciplined they are. Just from top to bottom, it seems like every little thing that they can't do, they find a way to do it. And not only do they do it, but it's like in an impressively terrible fashion. Yeah, I mean, to me, I look at this thing and I look at the Big 12. Like the Big 12, they have the most parity of any other league in the country right now. I I don't think you can argue that. And there is not a lot of difference between – TCU and Baylor and te- and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State and uh and and Kansas State like there's just not a lot of difference there but when you have a team like Oklahoma that is is right on par with those guys and they're doing things in the game that make them lose these games to 
equally talented teams, if not more talented than, uh, it just shows you the margin of error. And once again, I go back to the players. Why don't they recognize that? Why don't they understand, like, like do they have to go 5-7 and seven for this team to turn? Like, maybe you lose some recruits, but maybe you also lose some of the players that you don't need to have around this program. I don't know. I yeah. Mean, and, it, I mean, they and I know people on the touchdown today. I know people on the boards are like, uh, you need to have a house cleaning. Like, and may, I don't know. They're, here's the thing. Like, everybody on the board, I sat there and talked, to, uh, you know, put up a thread after the game, addressed all the questions or the comments that people were making. Everybody is arguing about every little facet of this program. And nobody's wrong. I mean, there's so many things that are wrong. It's coaching. It's players. It's, it's, it's want to. It's, you know, desire. It's, t- you know, talent level. Like, it's all relative. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here, and I won't sit here this week and tell someone you're wrong. It's not coaching. It's it's more players. It's it doesn't matter no, at this it, point. It doesn't matter. It's all bad. Like everybody is screwing this thing up. You can point the fingers at every. Why do we always have to take sides in this stuff? I don't know why that is. It's just bad. It's every person that stood on the Oklahoma sidelines. Outside of I will I will save. Chris Plank and Gabe Iker. Like it's, <laughs> it's every person that is associated with the program right now. I just like, they get the, the fourth and 16 that you somehow give up a first down after you line up offsides, Grayson Halton, you get a pick and that gets wiped off the uh, table. And then they go down and they're able to convert the fourth and twelve or whatever it ended up being. Or fourth it was fourth and ten. And 10. It was fourth and, and just and that's the thing. It's like with Garrett Green, he's in the game. He's not a good passer. He's in there to run the ball, uh, and he had a couple of completions in the game. But you are getting to him. You're rattled, and all of a sudden you put a three man front up there on that play and drop everybody back into coverage, and he still completes the pass. Like that was another really weird bad coaching decision today and, and, and granted hindsight is 2020 but from the moment i saw a three-man rush i was like that that is not what you want to do yeah and you know even further back in the uh in the third quarter you have our mason thomas coming up with a big sack you think you're gonna get off the field and, and he grabs the face mask like they just the inattention to detail the just lack of just outright discipline jumping on on a fourth down on a fourth and one that you have to end up punting it's just so so bad i i don't understand how they keep doing it like they none of these problems are getting fixed they're getting worse yeah i mean it's it's i remember somebody was like how are you guys going to keep doing pods at this rate like we don't know we're just doing a pod it's probably not going to be an (laughs) hour long pod but uh, I feel like I'm going insane watching this shit. It, it, it is truly like I was talking to a buddy that is, uh, you know, he's a, he's another coach. And it's just like it is so it, it's to the point. It is almost unwatchable. Like today was very almost unwatchable. Well, and, and here's the other thing, too. And I, I put this like here's my problem with the coaches. That's what that was my post on the board. Uh, and it's just certain things like you're still having trouble picking up short yardage yet you're not going back to the wildcat. Like, you did it, like, you realize, like, this was beneficial even after the Texas game because you did it a couple of times. But, like, why aren't you making that a part of your package on a more regular basis? Because 
if Eric Gray is in there and he's running for 8.4 yards a carry, I'd like to get him the ball out of the Wildcats so you have an extra man, you know, blocking for him. Like, it just – My I, favorite. And, and, then, my favorite. And, and then, Eddie, the, 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 the refusal to realize that your defense is no good and that you don't need to go up-tempo. Like, that's the other thing that I – the other main problem I have with the offense right now. Yep. And, you know, Josh has been harping on that for a while now. Uh, my, one of my, one of my favorite sequences today offensively, and I say favorite, it was just complete. It's just like, what the hell's going on was after they tie it up at 20, you come out, you're, you're basically, you had kind of started to command yourself in the game and in, in, in which you were able to get your, I think they were getting six yards of carry yeah. mm-hmm. and they throw and it's, it's pouring. It is pouring at this time. And you throw three passes coming out of uh, the end zone. The crowd's back into the game. Like, it just, I don't know. Like, it, it's, it, it's hard to justify some of the decisions. And, you know, the, I thought the worst decision in the entire game was to try to kick the field goal with six and a half minutes left. Like, even if they, even if, I understand that they were one for. Oh, they were going to. The they were going to score a touchdown down. no matter what. I mean, they were going to win that game. If you kick that field goal right there and get three, the way that your defense played, they could have scored a touchdown at the end of the game if they really wanted to. Sure. And it and was they, it was the it, worst chip shot field goal you'll ever see to win a game. But they, I mean, that's all they needed. Yeah, and you know, I I thought basically when they missed that field goal there, they're waving the white flag like that's. It's like we wanted to take a three-point lead, uh, throw the defense back out there. Maybe they'll get a stop, but it just—it was—it it was almost kind of a punch in the gut as you're watching Zach Schmidt run out there because not only do you know that it's probably the wrong decision, but it just felt like they were almost kind of waving the, fl- the white flag and saying, "We're fine with taking a three-point lead here because we've been so bad." Instead of saying, "Let's line up." try to get this and go win the football game, yeah. if that makes sense. I know that they were trying to win the football game by kicking the field goal, but it kind of felt like the opposite in a way by electing to kick the field goal there. It was, Although, you uh, know what? It, the chances were still pretty high. They go for it on fourth and three. They get stuffed for like a one-yard yeah, game. Yeah, but at least, you're, at least you're putting your balls and on the table and, the, and trying to yeah. do it. And they're, on, and they're still on the 28, and you're still tied, and you know it, it, it probably plays out the same way, but still. It looks better. It makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – I don't know. I mean, it's just it, – the whole thing is just so abysmal right now. It's hard to just – like, it, it's inexcusable. It just is. Like, I I guess that in a way it kind of sounds arrogant, but this shit just shouldn't be happening at Oklahoma. They should not be playing football the way that they're playing right now. It's, it's that embarrassing. And I – you know – Brent obviously cares. He was pissed off last week in the press conference after the Baylor game. Today, I think it was more of a, I don't know, maybe embarrassed. Uh, Maybe just kind of reality smacking him in the face a little bit that, you know, it's nowhere close. I think we should address this since I am the uh, quality Nazi. Uh, What happened, it was so cold and raining so much, and, like, Eddie has rain gear and all that, but when you go from, like, 40 degrees inside to like 70 degrees you get a bunch of humidity and like that's when you see the videos uh they're all fogged up but it's just like that tells you how ridiculous the day was like that your camera can't even function because of the the weather the the lens would not 
it was like inside the lens that uh, where the uh, the moisture was coming from. It I it it was kind of just the the perfect ending to just a really shitty day. I just I don't know, man. Like I I I still think they can find it at some point. I mean, obviously it's not going to be this year, but it's so just foul that. Like it, it, they need, I mean, they they need point. a guy. They need a guy that goes into the locker room and just punches people in the face for being pussies. I I don't know why. I don't know yeah. how else to explain it. Like they need an alpha dog. Like they don't have yeah. one of those. By the way, no, uh, worst thing for Baylor happened. Uh, Adrian Martinez got knocked out of the game, and now Will How- Howard's just throwing darts all over the field. Of course he is. Of course he is. It's. Uh, but see, yeah, Eddie, that's it, another it, thing, it's though. It's like. OU has this thing where it's just like you look at K-State. Uh, I mean, Adrian Martinez running quarterback kills them. Uh, you know, today, Garrett Green, like JT uh, Daniels, like he just – he wasn't made for this type of game, and he he, he wasn't doing well, uh, and they bring in a guy with a little bit of spark with his feet. It does some things that make you question if you're, you know, in the right gap. And, like, uh, you know, to come off of that Iowa State game where you shut down the run and they threw it 57 times, like – and then to come into this where you, you basically get the backup quarterback and they're like, oh, I like the way that works compared to the starter. And then you just keep throwing him out there and throwing him out there and he becomes the difference maker. Like that to me is one of the more troubling things is that, oh, you cannot handle certain types of quarterbacks, which has been a historical problem. Uh, but that just shows you how messed up this defense is. Yeah, they, it, it's awful. And, you know, the sad thing is you kind of walk out of today saying like, Defense actually played pretty well. They had pressure it was just, all day. I mean, the defensive line was, was not an issue. They had tackles for losses today. I mean, it looks – I mean, I hate to say this. It looks better, but it's still – like I said, in crunch time, it's still a losing proposition. I mean, you're not letting teams score 49 points. You're letting them score 23. But the problem is they score those 20, that 23rd point as time expires. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it's hard to justify just how bad it was. It can't be justified. It, it's in, inexcusable just how piss poor that performance was today. And, you know, it, it, like like we talked about earlier, you can't blame one person. It's everybody. I mean, it is the whole fucking operation that is just it, – it seems like they – you know, I'm, I'm not even at the point now where it's like confidence and – shit like that it's just they're a bad football team they are a bad yeah. football team uh by the way uh post game podcast brought to you all year we've got a couple more left uh eskridge uh, lexus in oklahoma city uh you know they're getting more and more inventory in every day but uh you know they've been a little light uh but they're still getting cars in go to eskridgelexus.com uh check out their uh, inventory check out uh what might be coming in and you can get your name on something uh, but they, they've been great throughout this because they're not charging you. They're not upcharging you because cars have been so difficult to come by, uh, like a lot of dealers will do. So, uh, they're still charging MSRP, not over. So, uh, give them a call, go to EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, Ed, the boys will get you taken care of. And uh, also, uh, make sure you get your, your service schedule, especially with the temperature changing. Uh, make sure you get the car ready and oil change and all that stuff. And, uh, make sure your tires are right for uh, for this uh, cold weather we're getting to go to. So, uh, Eddie, moving forward, the, Bedlam next. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say, like, and just I was as you were reading that the 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 ad there, I just was thinking about like how, and we've talked about this before, but it's like Danny Stutzman will have great great moments, and I thought he was all over the field there for a while. Yeah, and then he had a pick. It's just like at at the snap of a finger, it's just like the entire defense can't tackle. Yeah, and it's and they they start playing high. It's just I don't know, like I. And I, you know, obviously, if the coaches knew how to fix this, it probably already would have been fixed. I refuse to believe that they uh, are they're, they like getting embarrassed every Saturday like they did today. But I just how does that happen that it's just so Jekyll and Hyde, so, so good for a second and then just so bad? Because they don't realize what it takes to be consistent. And to play yeah. consistently. I mean, they they just they don't have the maturity to yeah. to go out and, there every series and play with the same intensity. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I like these guys have played football for a long time. They're this isn't like a high school team. I mean, they all played high school. I I just don't understand how that hasn't sunk in on them yet that they gotta do it every down and I don't know. Like it, I mean, but that's, here's the, the funny thing. Where... Here's the funny thing, Eddie. Like, you know, everybody is, you know, we're getting some of the, you know, bench Dylan Gabriel stuff again. Like, if this defense had been part of, like, a, their, the, the OU team, like, three years ago, everybody would be like, wow, this, they're finally getting the defense fixed. <laughs> yeah. It, and, like, I'm not going to go on another rant about this, but, like, if you're one of the people that is, like, your biggest takeaway from today – was that they need to bench Dylan Gabriel? I you can't be taken seriously anymore. Like you just it, you can't. Like I, I I can't take that person seriously uh, because there are so many other major major issues within this program right now that it's hard for me to just throw it all at the feet of the quarterback. It just I don't know. It, they're just a bad football team. Like I I guess in a way like I'm still. <laughs> almost finding like reasons not to think that they're just a just a bad football team but they are they're just a mediocre five and five two and five in the conference worst conference uh record in the league now i it is what it is like i don't know it it, it doesn't seem like anybody gives a damn though yeah, no, I think I think a big part of your frustrations is you want the team to understand that this is how people feel about you because this is what they see. By the way, Danny yeah. Stutzman did lead the team in tackles with 14 today. Yeah, he was all over the field at times, but then, you know, when it, when it kind of gets to nut crunch in time, it's like, do I, you know, as they're tra- as the defense is trotting out there to uh, you know, after the uh, the field the missed field goal, there was 6 minutes left. It's like, okay, well, maybe you can get the ball back into the offense's hands and they can uh, put together another drive. I don't I don't think that there was any confidence within anybody that was watching that game that they were going to be able to do it. And then, you know, West Virginia just bleeds the clock on them, and uh, that was game, set, match. Like, it just, I don't know. It, it It's it's frustrating to watch. It's unwatchable at times, uh, the type of performance that they're putting out there because – they, I, I don't think that they're stupid enough to know that this is un, inexcusable. Uh, but then again, it's the same shit, and it just keeps happening over and over and over again. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what can be said. I don't know what can be done. 
for them to wake up and realize that, you know, they, they basically have pissed away an entire college football season. Yeah. And, and like, kind of like we said in the beginning, like when are these guys going to take it upon themselves? Like I, I don't doubt that Brent Venables is a very intense person and that he could scream at someone all day long uh, if he if he had to, but that's not how this works. Like we've seen very intense people like Mike Stoops scream all day long, and he just gets tuned out. So, well, I, I and I think that there's a little bit of that in what we were talking about of the unofficial forty with the Setsman comments over the uh, two weeks ago on the on the Oklahoma breakdown or the uh, podcast on the Prairie. Like, maybe they do just think this is a fucking joke. Like this is just oh, they're college football players and. Uh, they're having the time of their lives. I, I don't know. Like it, it doesn't seem like there is anybody that takes it personally that they're embarrassing themselves every yeah. Saturday. I mean, look, I've always said this. Like you, like when people are like, uh, you know, they, they just they don't care. Like, and I've always told people, like, if you think that the players don't care as much as you do, you're insane because they're the ones that are busting their asses in practice every day. But I legitimately now think that maybe this team doesn't care as much as the fan base does. I think that there's a, I think that there's like a uh, argument to be made that yes, they do care, but they only care to a to a point because it's about them. If that makes sense, that they only care because they don't want to hurt their to. own brand, but they don't care about the team if it's not doing because so they well. because they kind of have to care. But at the end of the day, like if you look at, you know, some of the, the real big programs across the country right now, there are, I would imagine are guys in the Alabama locker room or the, you know, shit, the LSU locker room or the old Miss locker room that it ta- it kills them to go out there and perform. And obviously they're not performing the way that Oklahoma is, but like they would kill somebody to win a football game. I don't know if Oklahoma has very many of those guys right now. And obviously you're seeing that on the field on Saturdays. Now at some point you have to take it personally. And if you don't, then we just judge you as people that don't really have any pride in your school or your program or us as fans or media or whatever. I mean, whatever you want to term it like it's, it's a reflection is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Your effort and, but, and your give a shit level is a reflection on everyone that cares about this program. But they knew that they signed up for this. When you come to the University of Oklahoma, at times when it gets tough, you're going to have to deal with a little bit of criticism. And if the criticism, you know, in, in a certain way has just beaten these guys down so much, you know, that's that's where you go. Well, do they really care? And I think that, you know, there's some people on the on the team and you know, walking off the field and shit and laughing. I just, I don't know, man. Like, and that's where it goes back to leadership and all that kind of stuff. And I know that they're trying to instill that foundation in the first year, but it just seems like, you know, a lot of that stuff should be there. I don't care. It's not like, and again, like you go back to what they inherited from the previous staff. They want a lot of football games. There isn't an argument to be made that, well, they just, you know, they took over a three and eight program. Uh, they got to they they just got to find a way they got to build a foundation. Like for the most part, that foundation was there. Now, could could that foundation have been improved? Obviously, they needed to. I think we all know that. 
But you know, it's it's it interesting just, that you say that because talking about you know, um, just I, I'm thinking about like people that surround these players. Like you, you talk about tuning out the fans because like if you look, I have to tune out the fans because it's too much during the game on the scoop account. It's just like. I think I muted a couple of people today just for being jackasses. But it's like you get some people that think like we're officially involved with like OU or something. And so they're like, how do you keep giving these coaches raises? And I'm like, I don't give anybody a raise. I I haven't gotten yeah. a raise in, the, in a long time. Like I, I'd give myself a raise before I gave them a raise. Uh, but it's like, I, I wonder if you're right. I wonder if the players, because of social media, have almost, they almost have this adversarial view of fans now. Like, if because they have so many people in their corner that are just like and there's there's this whole subset of fans that like kiss their ass and you know want to be close to them and uh i mean they're the, some of the internet you know uh popular you know want to be influencer people are like that like there's some recruiting reporters that are like that like they just want to be their best buddies they'll never say anything bad they'll never tell them the truth like do these guys have they insulated themselves from the truth? I guess that's what I'm wondering. Just because it seems like they have so many people in their corner that will just tell them whatever they want to hear, they can just dismiss everybody else that's telling them the mean things. Yeah, and you know, if that's the case, then this thing is way more broken than I think it is now. And I think, yeah, I think this thing's pretty goddamn broken right yeah. now. It's just like I, it's it it's I don't know. It's it's crazy to say it yet again, but it's like, is this rock bottom? It, have they bottomed out? Uh, I don't oh, know. I'd, I'd say with the give a shit that we've seen in certain times, it, it can get a lot worse than it is now. Yeah, and I mean, know, I could see another Texas coming when they go to Lubbock if if they really if they really don't care, they're going to get embarrassed at least one more time before this thing's done. Uh, at, at, at that's the least amount of times, like. Spencer Sanders playing, and if he starts next week in uh, Norman, I, I mean, I, OSU's going to embarrass him. And he looked fine if, today. If you, if you think it was bad, you know, if you think Spencer Rattler getting booed last year was bad, go. I dare you to not show up against Oklahoma State. Like, it will get. People will stay just to boo. Million times worse. People will not clear out the stadium. They'll stay just to boo the the OU team. Yeah, it's um, no. I would say know. that. I mean, if if they could run out of that place next week again in Bedlam, I would be worried for Brent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I mean, Jesus Christ, we're <laughs> it's eleven games into this thing, like or ten games in. That would be eleven, like, and. I don't think we're having serious conversations about firing Brent Venables, but it's to the point that you go, if this doesn't change, there's going to be people that are going to be irate and they already are irate. And, you know, talking about making the move to the sec and all that stuff, it, they got to get this thing kind of figured out here uh, sooner rather than later, or it is going to be too late. And the hole that they've dug is going to be too deep. And, you know, <laughs> that would be rather unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I you know, in terms of, I mean, the best thing is fixing it right now. Get, getting your asses in gear, caring a little bit, taking it personally, getting better. Like, that's how you fix everything right now. All the other stuff, 
like what it would do to the program, how many years it would set it back if you fired this person or that person. Like we don't even need to go there yet. I mean, you no, can everybody. No. You can do that on Twitter. You can do that on the Crimson Corner. I'm not getting in that. I mean, I am not getting into the discussion where Brent Venable's job is in jeopardy at this. No, point. no, no, no. I, I'm not saying that we are. I just like I know one thing. Joe Joe Castiglione isn't going to be happy with seven and five like that. It's it's unacceptable. It's just flat out unacceptable. And the way that they're losing the performances that they're putting out on the field are it it doesn't look like a Oklahoma football product. Do we have to like just start like start uh, <laughs> like uh, basically offering like bonuses or something to get these kids to care now like. All right. I mean, if you finish seven and five, everybody gets an NIL deal. I mean, I you know I the 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 problem is is and I think the frustrating thing is is to see all these other schools, especially in the Big Twelve, that are playing pretty good football right now. And oh, usually I mean they are what they are. As much as we like, but to, they had their you know, chance to be right there with a Baylor, with a Kansas State, and they they f-ed it up. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's on you. Yeah. I mean, you were right there. It's on you. You're the ones that screwed it up. Yeah. You're the they, ones that they, let Adrian Martinez go for 51 on fourth and 16. It's it's crazy. I mean, it, it truly is crazy. Just and how the ones they, that couldn't when, get the fourth and one stop against Baylor to get the ball back. Like yeah. it's on you. You're the reason that you're you are where you are. Yeah. They and, and there's they, a reason that K State is is trying to go up fourteen nothing right now to secure a spot in the Big Twelve title game. It it's also wild to me to sit there and just watch how many opportunities this team can be given. Like they have been given opportunities, and they just look the other way. They every single time they're given an opportunity to either run away with a game or build momentum, they just they piss down their leg. And you know I. I don't know. Like, I, I think that that is kind of a sign of bigger problems within the program right now is they just they don't know how to uh, I don't they don't know how to carry momentum. And it's, it's it's wild to say that when you look at all the success that a lot of these players have had at Oklahoma over the last couple of years, uh, you know, and I you know, I, I it was something that uh I think it was Eric Gray after the game said just as far as, you know, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, are new to the team. You're, you're 10 games into this thing now. Like, no, yeah. It's like, there are no more rookies. I'm sick and tired of hearing how, you know, well, these, you know, we had 40% new players on this roster and all that shit. It's like your season's basically over. Like it is. Oh, it's over to a certain extent, but you got two games left and we're still talking about having to get used to everybody almost. It's just that it's an excuse. It is what it is. It's an excuse. I want a player walk out this week is what I want. I don't know. They just, well, I'd be, it, we'd be on players only meetings. We don't need to, that's bullshit. I don't want to hear about, I want to, I want a freaking walk out. And I don't know what over, not like to get rid of Venables, but just like, give me some drama. Like show me, Show me somebody has gone crazy. Like, yeah. like make, would, make, make, make Brent Venables come out and announce that you are suspended on Tuesday because you, you, you I don't know, you, you did something in the locker room to piss everyone off. I don't, 
Like tried to tried like... to bring down the flight home from uh, Morgantown. <laughs> tried to break into the cabin. Yeah, something. Like it... I mean, do something to make me think you care, even if it's yeah. stupid. Well, and you know, I, I that's and that's one of the other problems with this team is that you know you look at all the guys that are the quote unquote you know kind of the leadership core of this group and uh, you know I I hate to. Yeah, I, I hate to pick on somebody, you know, but like an Ethan Downs, like he's obviously has had an up and down year. I'd say mostly down. He did some you good things think, today. Yeah, he did. He did. He he played well. Uh, but like just as an example, you would think like somebody that <clears throat> for the most part, like he grew up in Oklahoma, always wanted to play at OU. And I don't know. It's just like it seems like they're like just pissing away an opportunity right now. Uh, to a certain extent, if that makes sense, like, like this is what you've lived your whole life for. Go be a, go be that guy on this football team. And it just seems like there's a lot of guys that are trying to do it, but almost maybe too scared to speak out or I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know the inner workings yeah. of the entire group. Well, I mean, it's like it Brent, just, Brent, you know, like talk- Reggie Grimes is a- Brent's talked about, you know, all year, like he wants to develop leadership. That's why he's doing the captain's thing. Like he's doing it. Like, he wants to, yeah. but I don't see any leadership developing. Like, th- look, I, I, I think we've gone long. We've gone longer than I thought. I would just say this: like, if you're an OU player and you're tired of people bitching about how you're playing, fix it. Like, fix it. You control the noise. Like, you control the volume. That was something Brent said early on in the year. You control the volume. And guess what? The reason the volume is so loud is because of you. Yeah. It's just, it's just like. Well care a little bit like show people that you can fix it and they'll shut the hell up and they'll stop it you know you can go back on social media because i'm sure most of those guys don't even want to be on social media well and it's like it's almost to the point where it would be a terrible look for the program but i am almost at the point now where it's like maybe a fight like on the sidelines would be good yeah i want to see somebody that has a little bit of fire that says I'm I'm sick of this shit, like and like another guy that I'd love Marvin Mims, but there are moments where <laughs> it's like, does he care? Does he like after? Do the you drop care today, about anyone else but but yourself? I think that's the question I have sometimes for guys like Marvin. Yeah, it's like after. Is after this about big drop is this today, about OU like, or is this about you and your brand and what's what's what you're gonna do in the future? Like, yeah. Are you a team or are you just a collection of individuals? Yeah. And, you know, I like as you say that, I, I think back to some of the stuff Brenda said before uh, about team, about, you know, being all in the same unit, Team 128 and all that shit. It's like I, I, I don't think that they get it. Like there, yeah. there, there has to be some type of mentality change or this shit's not going to get any better. And, I mean, I'd say it could get worse. I don't know how it could get worse. You just they lost to a team that is three and six today that is flat out not a not a very good football team and not a like not a they didn't play well today. West Virginia did not play well. No. No. Now, look, I, I I'm exhausted. Yeah, I mean it's just it's, I think the fan base <laughs> is exhausted. I mean I I don't It's exhausting. I would recommend if you're listening to this pod tonight, it's uh, six, seven, eight, fifteen. If you listen to this in the next couple hours, 
get off of the internet and just go have a drink and then go to bed. Yeah. Have a couple of drinks, and then get back on the internet and start threatening people. That That's the way to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you have anything else you really want to add that we didn't d- discuss in these 50 minutes? Mm, I don't think so. It just, again, I would say that it's disappointing. Should I expect but, like a resignation to, from Bob tomorrow or anything? <laughs> I, would, I mean, I would say it's disappointing, but I don't even know if you can be disappointed anymore. It's almost like disappointing, not because of the way that they played, just the overall product that reality is kind of hitting them in the face. And this thing is not good right now. Like it is as bad as I could ever remember it. Like, you know, obviously, what was it? 2012 that was, or 2014 was uh, embarrassing to a certain extent. You lost the Baylor game really bad. You lost the bowl game to Clemson really bad. You lost. uh, Yeah, but this, this feels different. Like this just, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's a new staff and there was so much excitement and hope. Well, uh, it, 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 most OU seasons are the disappointment comes near the end when you realize you were never really a national championship caliber team to begin with. This, yeah, is, this is we're this not is, even a is, we're not even a relevant conference team. Like and you you figure that no, out 10 games into the season. Yeah, they're they're one of the worst teams in the Big 12. I mean, they are one of the worst football teams in the Big 12. And I don't know if it, if if that doesn't anger people or at least start sounding some sirens within the locker room that maybe they need to look in the mirror and make some changes, uh, you know, within themselves, then, you know, peace be with you. You got to leave. Like, I know that Brent Venables, he, he's too good of a football coach to be continually putting this shit out there. Uh, but you know, he's the one that's going to have to get this thing fixed. He's the one that's going to have to make decisions on who needs to be on this team, who doesn't need to be on this team. Do they need to make some changes within the coaching staff, which, you know, will be even more awkward doing that less than 365 days after you uh, took the job. Cause you'd be admitting that you made some bad hires. I don't know. Like it, it is so bad. You got to put everything on the table, though. You got to put every single issue out on the table and figure out a way to get this right. And the only way to get this right is to uh, start outscoring people on Saturdays because it is it is right now it's it's flat out embarrassing. Yeah, and you know maybe one of the things is something that he's been asked about that he's bristled about, which is maybe he needs to bring someone in with some head coaching experience that can kind of give him a second set of eyes. Yeah, I mean, Matt that's Wells been, is standing but, right there on no, the sideline. No, I'm saying someone that's been really successful. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying Bob, but wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't I don't think Bob wants to work through that. But Yeah, I don't – Bob doesn't want to be a part of this shit. He's a winner. <laughs> He's got a statue for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to tarnish the statue. God, it just – it's I, – I, I truly can't remember – a more miserable, embarrassing experience than today in Morgantown. It was just top to bottom, from start to finish, just a complete shit show. It it was. It was a complete shit show. Maybe we should make the players fly like the media does. Kind of like uh, 
like on you got to have layovers and you know yeah. all that shit. Well, the way that they play on the football field, I don't know if half of them be able to get back to Norman on their own. Well, we wouldn't worry about those guys. Yeah, only the only the the crafty ones survive. That's fine with me. All right, that's gonna do it. Thanks to uh, Eskridge Lexus. All the way, by the way, uh, God. Uh, we do have a special Dead Soxy promo, what we told you about. Use that promo code SCOOP. Oh, you did not reach. It's, you get more than $20, 20% off. So uh, it, was a, it was set at 35%. Oh, you didn't reach it. Um, so even though it sucks, go get some socks. At least get something out of this shit show. All right? You deserve it. You deserve to take care of yourself. Use that promo code SCOOP. 35% off. That deal is only going to last until kickoff of Bedlam. So... Uh, go online, see what you want, put it in your cart, check it out, use that promo code SCOOP, 35% off. So, all right, Eddie, safe travels getting back. Uh, hopefully you don't get stuck in the de-icing line tomorrow uh, at the Pittsburgh airport, which I've been stuck in before, not fun. And uh, you and Bob get some rest, and I know you got early flights in the morning, so be glad to see you back here uh, after this shit show this weekend. Can't wait to get these socks off. My feet are so cold and so wet. I am, uh, yeah, I might try to, I wish I could start a fire, fireplace. I need a fireplace. I didn't get to that room. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. We're okay. Don't deserve it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back again after Bedlam uh, for, God, I hope a better edition of the Eskridge Lexus <laughs> post-game <laughs> podcast right here on Soonerscoop.com.